during the middle of that first drive, once we just kind of started moving the ball consistently, um, it was kind of whenever I felt felt comfortable and um, just felt like I was ready to go. So it was uh, probably something like that. Stidham rolling out to the right towards the end zone. The Waller makes the ground with the two. Touchdown Raiders! Jared Stidham's first drive as a starter, and it winds up in the end zone. Waller fakes motion to the right, now back to the left. Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lobs near corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown Raiders! Stidham, seven-step drop. Eyeing far side for Devontae Adams. It's a duck, and it's picked off by the Niners. It's off the foot. It is up, and it is through. And the Raiders are eliminated from the playoffs with a 37-34 loss to the Niners in overtime. This is Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Live from the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. It is another Monday, and so you know what that means. We are at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We do it every single Monday night. And if I didn't have enough examples of what not having a very good defense will do for you, I just saw a perfect example on the TVs here at the Underground Lounge of what not having a very good defense will do for you as Tulane comes back to beat USC in the Cotton Bowl, 46-45. And I'll tell you what, DeMond, who's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, USC couldn't stop me or you or James from scoring. And we know that. We know how James tries to score. He'll bring flowers to the party, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> But really, really, they could not stop a nosebleed defensively. And so you saw another example. If you don't have a defense that is not worth the salt, you're going to lose a game, don't matter how many points you put up, as USC drops to Tulane 46-45 in the Cotton Bowl. Fantastic action. Every bowl game that we see is not great. That one... That was fun. And I didn't expect to start the show like that, but it was a great, a great way to segue in to today's show. Of course, the Raiders lose to the 49ers in overtime, 37-34 at Allegiant Stadium, and a game that, well, I didn't know what to expect even going into the game. Really didn't. Had no idea what Jerry Stidham was going to look like. I knew that the guy had talent, but I also knew that they were going up against the number one defense in the league. So didn't know if the offensive line was going to get overpowered. Didn't know if he was going to throw the ball around the yard and get it picked off. Didn't know if Josh Jacobs was going to have to run the ball 35 times or if he was even going to be able to run the ball 35 times. But uh, pleasantly, I don't want to say I was pleased with the outcome because obviously you want to see the Raiders win, but I liked the fight. I liked what I saw from Jared Stidham and uh, thought that he gave the Raiders every opportunity in the world to win the game and ultimately a couple of mistakes, a couple of interceptions that he throws. And again, going back to the lead into the show, the defense wasn't able to hold uh, another 10-point lead that they had, and that's the fifth time that's happened, at least 10-point lead that that's happened this season. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Again, we're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. All we need is you. There's plenty of TVs. There's plenty of food. There's plenty of drinks. We've got plenty of prizes. I've got a, a table full of T-shirts to give out. I got a bunch of Hop Valley, the official hazy IPA of the silver and black. You want that? We got those. We have some Modelo towels, and I'm not too sure what you do with them, but they look cool. 
So if you're a collector of things, it says Modelo on it. Uh, of course, it has the Raider symbol on it. Anything that has a Raider shield always looks cool. So we've got that for you. We've got Raider Nation Radio 920 cups and koozies. So anything that you want, all you got to do is come on by and say what's up. Of course, Monday Night Football is going to be on these TVs a little bit later. They're getting ready for the Rose Bowl right now. That's going to be exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to that game. But later on this evening, another game that's going to be exciting, the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals will probably be the most exciting Monday night football game of the season outside of the Raiders and Chiefs week five. So, yeah, there's a lot of good action going on right now. Again, uh, was just pleasantly uh, surprised by the outcome of that, that last game, uh, USC and Tulane. And I say pleasantly surprised because I didn't have a dog in the fight, but didn't think it was going to go down like that. I thought USC was going to run them out the building, and they weren't able to. So, man, uh, some really good action to lead us in to the show today. And, of course, there's a lot of feedback that we'll get from you throughout the course of the show. We have coming up some really good guests, as we always do each and every day. Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, the Press Box. He does a fantastic job with that. And then the RJ, the Review Journal. He does great work there writing all his articles. He'll join us at 2.30. He's our normal Monday guest. We'll talk all things Raider game as he was in the Press Box. He was in the locker room, you know, and he was able to uh, shed his uh, thoughts on what he saw and what he's expecting to see this upcoming Saturday. Not Sunday, this upcoming Saturday is the Week 18 game. The season finale for the Silver and Black will be played on Saturday. There was a question about that uh, leading into even yesterday's game, and we didn't know when we were going to get news. At some point, they had to tell us, right? Last night around 8.30, they told us that it was going to be a Saturday game kickoff at 1.30. So uh, if you're trying to, planning on traveling, to Vegas for that game the, as they wrap up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Just know that it is Saturday and not Sunday. And I was really shocked by that. I thought that it was going to be a Sunday at 105. <laughs> I just thought it was going to be that simple. Sunday at 105, and instead they have it Saturday at 130, part of a doubleheader on Saturday. So we just adjust. And we'll make it happen. Uh, Q's kickoff, the pregame pregame show, will start at 10.30. And we'll wrap up around 11.25. We'll pass the sticks on to JT the Brick and Eric Allen. They'll take you all the way up to kickoff with Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy, and then they'll wrap. Then it'll be a wrap on the season, and, you know, we'll get into the locker room. We'll talk to the players. We'll talk to the coaches, and we'll see how the outcome is and how it all shakes out. But, um, yeah, I mean, that'll, that'll be a wrap on the 2022 season for the silver and black. Again, Ed Graney joins us at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, Mark McMillan, former NFL defensive back, he joins us. And the thing about him, he's going to be kind of torn this week because Mark is a longtime NFL defensive back. He covers the Raiders. He does a very good job covering all the sports around here. He does a really good job. Uh, he's working right now side-by-side side and, and with Channel 8, which he does a great job. But he's also a former chief, and he's also a former Eagle. So as we were texting, text messaging back and forth with each other uh, earlier today, uh, the last message I got from him was Raiders week. <laughs> so it still means something to him, and I'm not mad at him. Hey, man, he spent the time in the league. He deserves that, and – I'm kind of glad that it's going to be a game like that to end the season. The last two games, you know, going up against the rival in the 49ers, of course the game didn't shake out the way that we want with a W, but I like the intensity. I like the fact that, you know, it's, it's a rival. And then, of course, the final game of the season against the Chiefs, another rival. So I'm looking forward to how it all shakes out. But Mark McMillan will join us at 3 o'clock to talk about the game, talk about what he saw from Jarrett Stidham, talk about what he saw from the Raiders' defense. And I've said it many times. We talked about it in great length to the point where some people got irritated. But the defense is something that has to be 100% addressed this offseason. If they fail, when I say they, I mean the front office of the Raiders, if they fail to address the defense this offseason, then that is 100% solely on them. Right? I mean, you cannot ignore this Raiders defense any longer. I had someone tweet me during the game and say, 
Q, how many players on this defense that are on the field right now are guys that must return in 2023? And I only was able to come up with one guy. One. And that's Max Crosby. Right? Now, I, I said there's other guys that I like. Right? I like Nate Hobbs. I like Trayvon Merrick. They've got a long way to go to prove that they should be back in 2023. Nate, I know he's coming back from that hand injury. He has not looked like himself. He has not looked like what we all saw from him last year when he played primarily in the slot. He hasn't looked like the guy I thought he was going to look like when he took over on the outside. And I know that getting banged up week, uh, week five against Kansas City, that obviously hurt him. But if you're too hurt to be out there and playing at the level that you want to be playing at, then maybe you shouldn't be out there. Because Nate, I, I think he would even tell you, has struggled uh, the last few weeks. So uh, Nate and Trayvon Merrick, they both have a long way to go as far as uh, continuing to, to show their worth for this team. So my honest answer was there's one guy that has to be back on the defensive side, and he will be, obviously, with Max Crosby. So that's why they definitely need to address the defense. So we'll talk to Mark McMillan, all things defense, and uh, also get a little bit of preview for uh, Chiefs Week with uh, the former Chiefs defensive back, Mark McMillan. At 3.30... Jeff Howe from The Athletic, he'll join the show. And this is a guy that I've been trying to get a hold of and DeMond's been trying to get a hold of for, you know, a couple days. Ever since uh, Jarrett Stenham took over the starting role, uh, he had put out a piece on The Athletic talking about who he believes the next quarterback should be for the Raiders. And he threw out the name Tom Brady. And I know a lot of Raider fans are getting all up in arms about the, the even thought of Tom Brady rocking the silver and black. But, but he put out a really good piece, and he put out a good piece explaining why it wasn't like he just grabbed the name threw it against the wall and said there you go make it stick he threw out he he, he put the, the piece together and he he documented why he thought that that was a good idea so we're going to talk to him about that piece but we're also going to talk to him about Jared Stidham who I heard a lot of people this morning on the morning tailgate were calling in or tweeting in or texting in and saying that Jared Stidham should be the full-time quarterback you know moving forward he should be the long-term solution at the quarterback position based off what they saw on Sunday and one I'll say Jared Stidham did a hell of a job congratulate the young man for that don't get caught up and be a prisoner of the moment of one game sample size right there's been a lot of quarterbacks that have done well for one game or two games or three and I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback again I go all the way back to high school with Jared Stidham so I know what he's got but He's got to be able to put that together. So if you say, hey, I think that they should bring him back next year and he should be able to compete with whoever's there, fine, right? I'm, I'm good with that. But let's not take one game and say, okay, he's definitely the long-term solution. Now, if the, you know, he goes into camp and he proves it and, and, and the coaching staff says, yeah, this is definitely the guy, cool, rock with him. But, you know, don't, don't let yourself get caught up just in a one-game sample size because sometimes you'll see a fantastic game and there will be a lot of different reasons for that. So uh, we'll talk to Jeff about Jared Stidham, who he covered when he was a, a New England Patriot, and we'll also talk to him about his piece that he put out on The Athletic that had to do with Tom Brady being the next quarterback of the Silver and Black. So those are the guests that we have live, Ed Graney, Mark McMillan, and Jeff Howe. We also have a ton of locker room sound, a ton of locker room sound. We are very busy after the game, and I thank Vinny Bonsignor and I thank DeMond uh, for doing a, a lot of yeoman's work along with myself, making sure that we got in the locker room and got to a lot of different players. We talked to Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, Jerron Harmon, Colton Miller, Amik Robertson, Josh Jacobs, Nate Hobbs. We got all those guys, and I still missed out on a couple that I'm upset about. 
I missed out on Darren Waller. He, he, uh, he talked before I had an opportunity to get there. Just couldn't be in multiple places at one time. And then DeMond even went into the 49ers locker room and got some sound from those guys. So, I mean, we were spread out, and we did a hell of a job covering it. Uh, and so I'm excited by that. So you'll hear some, some really good locker room sound uh, immediately following that game. Again, a, a game that the Raiders went out there and did well, just not well enough to win the game. Right, couple mistakes here, couple mistakes there will cost you the game. Josh McDaniels today, when he talked to us, he said there's about you know maybe what a hundred, hundred and something plays in a game. And he said I can I can come up with a couple plays that no one will even remember that really affected the outcome of the game because we'll always there'll be certain plays that stand out to us. You know, you could point to fourth and, and, and one at the down by the goal line, getting stuffed. You know, Josh Jacobs getting stuffed. You know, obviously the two interceptions Jared Stidham threw, uh, he got hit. He got, what, the ball batted on the first one at the line of scrimmage, and the 49ers made a play. That, that, that'll be a theme of the show today as well, making plays. And then, of course, Nick Bosa getting around Colton Miller on that last one. Jared Stidham throws up that, that ball is basically like a punt, and the 49ers come down with it. They make a play, and they get back into, uh, you know, around the 10-yard line, kick a field goal, game, set, match. It's over. So we'll talk about all that coming up on the show today but there's just a you know a handful of plays and that's how it goes each and every game like you know you can always kind of count down to a couple you out of here appreciate you brother absolutely so <laughs> there we go already got raider nation here at the underground lounge and we definitely appreciate that again all we, <laughs> all we need all we need is you to come on by i appreciate you my man <laughs> so this is how we do so again ed grady mark mcmillan jeff howe all coming up on the show today let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Of course, nobody likes the fact that the Raiders lost 37-34 in overtime to the 49ers, number one ranked defense in the league. Jared Stidham gets his first start, goes for over 360 yards. I mean, this is a fantastic showing by the young man. Uh, again, been in the league for a while now. I mean, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Uh, been in the league for a while and finally got his first career start. He was the guy that was in line to potentially, at least that was what the conversation was, potentially take over for Tom Brady in New England when, uh, when Brady decided to leave as a free agent. And it never came to fruition because, well, Jared Stidham was always injured. And so that was the main reason why he was never given that opportunity to be the guy. I'm not saying he would have been the guy, but he would have been at least given that opportunity to be the guy, and it just never shook out. So he did a lot of really good things, I thought. He used his legs just when Wendy just rolled in the building. What's up, Wendy? So, yeah, a lot of, lot of good things that I saw out there. But I want to know, Raider Nation, from you, what did you learn? What did you learn when you saw the game and when you witnessed what you witnessed on Sunday? Because for me, and I'll start with me, and then DeMond, I'll, I'll pitch it to you. What I learned is that this is never going to be the way it needs to be if that defense don't get corrected. And, and, I don't, and that's just a blanket statement about the defense, which I think we all understand. But on top of that, going a little bit further with the defense, not only does the defense have to get right and it has to be addressed – and a lot, of, a lot of talent brought in on the defensive side of things, they also need to make sure they do that with playmakers. They need to make sure that they bring in playmakers. Amik Robertson came up with the ball again. And you know what, Damon? I got to stop shortchanging Amik. And this is, I, I got I to gotta apologize off top. 
I talked about him on my podcast today, and I kept thinking that he was a free agent. So I was like, well, at the end of, the, at the end of this game on Saturday, who knows how it's going to shake out? He might not be back in the silver and black. And remember I said that when, uh, when we were in the preseason, right, when we were talking about the preseason in game four, and I was like, well, that might be a Meeks last game, you know, that fourth preseason game. One, he's not a free agent at the end of this year. He's got one more year left on his deal. So I got to stop trying to run him out of town. I don't, I'm not doing it on purpose, but I got to stop trying. I got to stop doing it. You know, I don't know what brought. it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I've got to stop trying to run that dude out of town. But he made another play. He's starting to get comfortable finding the ball. You know what I mean? I mean, there, there's, there's plays that he'll make, and then there's plays that he'll get beat on. But one, he has a very short memory, and two, He'll go look for the ball. He'll anticipate the ball. You remember the game against Pittsburgh? There was one where he went for the ball and almost came up with it and wasn't able to. He's getting the confidence now to not only just try to make the tackle and get the guy down or, or, or get the defense pass, but also he's now in the opportunity where he's trying to create turnovers. The Raiders need playmakers. There was a couple times, and I know they would have been tough plays, there was a couple times late in the game on Sunday where they could have came up with a turnover. Right, Jerron Harmon almost had an interception at the end of the game that would have set them up for a field goal, could have won the game in regulation. Wasn't able to come up with it. Not that he didn't give an effort. I don't want it to be you know, misconstrued. He gave an effort, just wasn't able to come up with it. The ball was floating in the air. Nate Hobbs wasn't able to come up with it. Ayuk was. Ayuk climbed the ladder and went and got it. That was an opportunity right there for someone to make a play. The Raiders have to find guys that can make plays on the defensive side of the ball. They don't have enough of those guys. Right now, I look at just a couple. I look at Jerron. I look at Amik. Denzel, obviously, is not playing. He's there for the season. He was making a few plays as well. Max makes plays, right? But they just don't have enough guys that make plays. So what I learned, and I learned multiple things from that game, but first and foremost, the defense has to be infused with playmakers. That's the first thing I learned. The second thing I learned Having a guy that can run around the yard is, 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 is helpful, is good, is almost a necessity in today's NFL. Not saying he has to be Lamar Jackson-like. Not saying he needs to be uh, Justin Fields-like. I'm just saying a guy that can get out of harm's way and turn chicken you-know-what into chicken salad or whatever the case may be, right, could do a little something-something, is almost a necessity now. You look across the league and you'll see – you just got to have a guy that has the enough ability to get out of harm's way. Those are probably the two biggest things that I take away from the game. Uh, again, I love what Jared Stidham did. I was very happy for the young man, knowing that he's been working so hard to try to get to that level and get his first career start and to go out there against the number one defense and not look rattled. And matter of fact, take, take every hit, even late hits, and keep on ticking and show his toughness and show his leadership. And I'll say this about the locker room. There was not one guy in that locker room that was surprised by what we saw. Not one guy. And we asked everybody, hey, were you surprised? I asked almost everybody, were you surprised by what you saw from Stidham? Nope. That's how he prepares. He prepares like he's a starter. He prepares. He's got that confidence and swagger. As we mentioned on Friday, DeMond, it wasn't, it's not cockiness, but it's enough confidence to go out there and be able to get the job done. And I could appreciate that. So those are the things that I learned. So, Damon, I pass it to you who, again, you went into the 49ers locker room. You were around guys like Nick Bosa, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Shanahan. You were able to, to talk to those guys and, and hear what they had to say. What did you learn from the game? Well, first off, I want to play a little bit of Nick Bosa because he talked about it. The question was asked, hey, did you, do you think that you guys maybe underestimated Stidham? And here was his answer. I think, yeah, a little bit. Um, but, you know, we don't. 
uh, underestimate any team. We come in and play the best that we can, and um, yeah, he played well. So definitely won't uh, underestimate anybody like that again. <laughs> he tried to like say that yeah, he did, yeah. but then went, uh, <laughs> then finished around like won't underestimate anybody like that again. So for me, what I learned from this offense, first off, it wasn't the play calling. Were we all last week where everyone was trying to come up with well, what went wrong with this season? Could it have been the play calling? No, it was it was literally the execution. And Jared Stidham showed us you have all of those weapons. Everybody was out there healthy. I know Josh Jacobs. I felt it felt like he left the game two or three times, which he, yeah. he really did. Yeah, he had but a bleak, he, bleak injury. He left the game a few times. But this offense, I learned that when things are going right, when you have the right quarterback under center, that this offense is looking good, and it's going to be darn near hard for any defense to stop them. That was the best defense in the league. Right. And the Raiders went into a shootout game with them. You know, and the funny thing about that is the offense has looked good multiple times throughout the season. And there's always, it's so funny because we always do these previews leading up to the game, and we talk to all these different reporters, and we look at the numbers and say, man, this defense is strong. And, I mean, remember when, you know, the, the Raiders were playing Denver. It's like, well, they have a really good defense. Their offense isn't worth the salt. Their defense is good. They put up 30 points on them, right? Play the Texans. Well, you know, they have a really good red zone defense. Well, guess what? The Raiders went and handled their business against them. Like every team, the Patriots, now oh, they have a really good defense. And then the Raiders are able to handle their business. Then they have the number one defense. In, in, in the league, the number one, numero uno, right? It don't get no better than them come to town, and they handle their business, they put up 34 points. I mean, it's just, it shows, that, that's a great point you brought up. When things are right with this offense, things could be right, and things could be great. Things could be what we actually thought it was going to look like. And when there's a healthy Darren Waller out there, and I know he played limited snaps again, but he looked fast. He looked like he was energetic. He was jumping up. He was raising, the, uh, you know, climbing the ladder to go get catch passes. It just when when things are right, things can be right with this team, no doubt about. It. They've got to get it together though, so things can be right consistently. That's the that's the big C word, right? That's the C word that they're almost scared of. Consistency. They've got to be consistently right. When they are, this team can be really good. But again, you're not going to be able to win a ton of shootouts in the NFL. It's just not going to happen. So we want to hear from you, 702-365-9200, don'tbebroke.com, text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Let's go out to Jared right here in Vegas. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Jared? Hey, what's going on, Q? Man, I, um, that was a pretty good game, but pretty good is what we've dealt with. All of Derek Carr's career, it seems like. I know that's revisionist history, but, like, um, you know, that was a microcosm. We played good, but not good enough. Can't make the plays. I don't know that we learned anything except for that, um, or me personally, except for that, that uh, maybe maybe we don't have the closers. And I mean closers by Max Crosby just doesn't seem like he has ever been that guy that can close out a game. And uh, I learned that, you know, and I also learned that Cole Miller can't necessarily hold up as the best offensive lineman. Maybe we do need to find a a left tackle and kick him down back down to right. Um, those are the things that I learned. I, I think that it was exactly what I thought. We're a good team, not good enough. We're we're just we're just doing the exact same thing. You know what? We played a great game. This offense has always looked really good when they're on. Um, you know, I, I didn't think that that we were bad in Pittsburgh. I thought it was damn cold in Pittsburgh, and, <laughs> and I think it, was. it was that way. For, I think it was that way for both teams, man. Um, so what I learned is it's just not 
good enough. And next year will be a whole different year, and you can't rest you can't rest your hat on anything that's going to happen this year. So, you know, same as it ever was, brother. Same as it ever was. Okay. All right. Thank you for the call. And, yeah, I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from, but uh, I think that something stood out, man. I mean, again, uh, I think that you needed to have a little bit of physical evidence that this team could be good. And I think that, that provided, they provided that evidence against the number one defense. I mean, that's nothing to – shake a stick at, right? I mean, that's that's something that is, is worth something. And, like, DeMond played the sound where they underestimated the Raiders. That's fine. They can underestimate them. I know my man uh, Chris Chapman, who works on our sister station, KKGK, texted me on on, uh, on New Year's uh, on Saturday and said, or New Year's Eve, excuse me, on Saturday, and said, uh, hey, there's members of the 49ers here at the VGK game. And I said, well, hopefully they stay there long. <laughs> hopefully they stay out all night. Let them go party on the strip and have a good time. And that's something we talked about last week, right? Vegas is like Miami. You know, when other teams go to Miami, sometimes they get a little loose, and they might not be at their, on their A game when they take the field. Well, regardless of what the case was, that's a, that's a playoff team that could potentially end up being like the number one seed, right? I mean, they not the number one seed, but they'll, they'll, they're winning the, the NFC West, no doubt, and they could be a hell of a, a team, make a deep run. They expect to make a deep run in the playoffs, and the Raiders just took them to the brinks. They had all them 49er fans, and there was plenty of them at Allegiant Stadium. They had them concerned. They had them at the edge of their seat. Now, of course, they left there pretty happy, but they had them there on the edge of their seat. Let's go back out to the phone lines real quick. Talk to Raider Reggie. Welcome to the show. What's going on, my man, Q? What's up, Demond, what's up with y'all? I really hoped I could see y'all at the game. I didn't get a chance to get up there on time. But, bro, let me, let me air this little issue I got real quick. Raider Nation, I... I, I'm in a group of I'm I'm in this uh group on Facebook and it's thousands and thousands of uh Raider Nation fans. And the reaction that they voice from uh car being set down to me is almost illegal. You shouldn't even be able to do that if you call yourself a Raider fan. Now mind you, I know the difference. There are right. car fans versus Raider fans, and I I see it. But to do or to hope that something bad goes on with the Raiders because of what the office is doing or what the ownership is doing, man, that's that's un, unacceptable. But to see that red show up, I expected it. Mm-hmm. It's Las Vegas. Right. It's New Year's. So if you didn't expect that, then you tripping. That's you not even paying attention to what's going on with this new stadium. But with that being said, man, I was so proud to see them get the ball first, first go and get that touchdown. That was awesome to me. And I did not expect them to take them to the brink like they did. When they kicked the field goal and missed it in regulation, I thought the game was over. The angle I was at, it looked like it went through. Right. And I thought it was over. But I wasn't mad. I was like, man, we took these fools. I I was watching the Niner fans, the Weiner fans, of the way they was reacting. And when that kick was missed, they looked like that was the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Though they already in the playoffs, their faces showed like, oh, my God, stunned. So mad love to the to the team going through. Jerry Stenham, good job, my man. I don't know what the outcome is going to be for the future, but that was amazing to me. 
Now let's get to that one thing you talked about right now that got me to call in. Our defense, the issue we got is it's more than just ball hawks because I think the ball hawk and playmaker is a must. Right. But if you don't know how to tackle, man, I don't care how much hawk you got in you. I don't care how much game play you got in you. Learn how to tackle. We need some dang we, – we, somebody need to come and show them what rugby is. Show them how to really tackle somebody. Because if you look at those run plays where they broke through the first tackle and then got 10, 15 chunk yards, man, that was embarrassing. Like, of all the play – it was the tackling that had me so upset. Because we don't have no number one defense. We don't have no superstar DBs and all of that. But they was hanging in there. They got us the ball back. They got us a chance. But then when you look at those tackle, missed tackles, and, and, and bad plays when it comes to the run through the middle, that was just embarrassing, bro. But I really appreciated what they did in that game. I did not expect them to come out with that many points, and they did it. So, hey, Raider Nation, y'all stand up, man. We going to do something. We know something's going to happen. Right? <laughs> he said we going to do something. <laughs> right on, Raider Reggie. I appreciate you. Good stuff. And, yeah, I mean, defensively, you got to be fundamentally sound, right? And I think too much – and this is not Raider exclusive. I think too many times across the league you see guys trying to punch the ball out, trying to, you know, rip the ball out instead of just – getting the guy to the ground or at least wrapping him up and then let your let your homeboy come and try to knock it out or whatever. I mean, just it's got to be a group effort, get to the ball, gang tackle him. But you're right, too many broken tackles, that was a problem. As far as everything else, like the Facebook group page, I don't know if you noticed, but we've been on the air 28 minutes, and I have not said a former quarterback's name one time because I'm not trying to focus on that. I'm, not, I'm talking about a game. I'm talking about what I saw and who I saw, and that's what I'm trying to do. So uh, they don't, you don't have to worry about all that Facebook, social media, back and forth clutter here on this show today. It ain't going down like that. 229 is the time. We're in the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Ed Graney, ESPN Las Vegas. He'll join us next. Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Two tight ends in and a fullback. Snap, handoff, Jacobs trying the middle. He walks in. Touchdown Raiders, Josh Jacobs with his 12th rushing touchdown of the season. Best running back I've played against in my career. Uh... No doubt about it. That dude's a beast. And they have a lot of really talented players. Quarterback played good. So uh, the NFL will humble you 100% of the time. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. That's Nick Bosa right there talking about Raiders running back Josh Jacobs. Said the best running back he's played in his career. Just soak that in for a minute. That's a hell of a compliment right there. Coming from Nick Bosa, the best running back he's played in his career. And Josh didn't go over 100 yards, but he still had 60-plus yards. And even though he was banged up and in and out of the game, he still toughed it out as much as he can. And he's one game away from being the the rushing title holder for the 2022 season. And uh, he's a couple hundred yards uh, ahead of Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. And I think he has a great opportunity to get this come Saturday when they play Week 18. Now... On the phone lines, our good friend Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and the Las Vegas Review-Journal does a fantastic job with both. Ed, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Appreciate you as always. 
Wow, man, you were in the press box. You saw that loss, 37-34 in overtime to San Francisco. What did you What did you learn? What did you learn about the Raiders when you uh, watched that game on Sunday? Uh, hey, Q. Yeah, um, well, they didn't, you know, you got to say they didn't give up. They didn't give in because, you know, they were still fighting uh, and grinding to the end. Um, you know, I, to, to put up 34 on that defense was really impressive. I mean, I think they walked in there, San Francisco only giving up 15.3 a game. Yep. And and it seemed like they gave up 34 pretty comfortably with the Raiders scoring pretty comfortably at most times. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it eliminated him from the playoffs. We probably thought that was going to happen eventually. It was just too hard a, too hard a road to travel back. But um, I thought they fought till the end. And, you know, it was uh, too bad the way it happened in terms of Stidham with the pick because a lot of stuff happened on that late. That pick happened. But I thought he played – he definitely played well enough to win. And um, I thought I was really impressed with him. I, I thought he just did a terrific job for a guy starting his first NFL game. What were your expectations going into the game? Or did you, or were you like me and kind of didn't really have an idea what was going to happen? With Stidham, I didn't – I mean, I, I don't think anyone could have predicted that. Um, right. But, you know, he, he just has certain skills that maybe fit that system. I mean, he made plays with his feet. Um, I know Josh said that they didn't call the game radically different. Uh, probably not radically, but I do think they gave him an ability sometimes to get outside the pocket and to do other things with his feet because of it. So I do think some things were different than when Derek was in there as the quarterback. Um, but I did not have expectations that he would play as, as well as he did. I don't know if anybody did. Um, we have over-unders in our paper, and uh, I think the over-under on his passing yards was 212, and I went under, and he might have had 212 in the first two drives, so I missed that vote. Uh, big time, um, you know. So yeah, it was. Uh, he played really well. Like you just you just said what Nick Bosa said about Josh Jacobs, who got dinged up and kept coming back in. And you know that that says a lot about Josh because again, you know, while they were mat- mathematically in it till the end, there, you know, they they were and they really weren't. A lot of stuff had to happen. So for him to keep coming back in and him to keep playing, I think said a lot about Josh Jacobs as well. It really did. Did you start to see? What looks like a healthier Darren Waller. I know he played in a limited amount of snaps, and I know there's only one game left, but it seemed like to me that he had a little bit more spring in his step. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, and McDaniels talked about this afterwards, it's too bad for their sake that they're at the end here and everyone seems to kind of have been back and healthy. Um, you know, because this is what you wanted to see all year if you're the Raider fans and the Raiders, obviously. So now, you know, Hunter's back. Devontae's been incredible. But you're right about Darren Waller. Seems healthier now. Seems like that spring in his step. You know what Josh has done. Uh, it's kind of what you thought going into the year you'd see, you know, on a weekly basis, and that didn't happen. Uh, so that's too bad for the Raiders and their fans because they didn't get to see that. Um, we don't know what brings next year. It's like Josh Jacobs said afterwards. There's going to be guys in that locker room who aren't there. There's going to be guys who are there. Um, you don't know which ones will leave or which ones will, won't be back. So it's it's too bad that they you know it took this long to really kind of get those that all those weapons in, in order for whoever the quarterback was. Yeah, and that was I mean not that we don't realize it's the end of the season. That was pretty eye opening when Josh just said, "Hey, you know we got one more week with the guys," and then you know there's going to be guys gone from here, right? I yeah. mean it was just like, "Whoa, you're right." <laughs> you know, yeah. it was, one of, it was the one NFL. Of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's the NFL. People are going to people are going to leave. They're going to not be re-signed. Uh, they're going to go to different teams, free agents. Uh, they're going to some will be released. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen with each guy. So um, it was telling when he said that. Uh, and they do have one more week with this group, and we'll see what they do against Kansas City. We'll see who plays. Uh, it'll be interesting to me about Jacobs. You're 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 right. They 
he's about 200 or so ahead of both Henry and Chubb. Yep. Um, Henry, obviously, I think, you know, they, they're playing for the division title. Um, you never know about him. He could go for 200 in a blink than that guy. Right. Um, you know, Chubb, I'm not so sure. Chubb's a great back. So it'll be interesting to see. I know Josh talked about it today where, you know, the health is the number one concern, and then you worry about, like, records and stuff like that. But I think if there's any way Josh can go, he's going to go. Um, because that's a special record, man. I mean, that you, you work hard all year, and you can lead the league in rushing. I, you know, that's a special thing. So I think if he can go, he'll he'll at least try to convince them that he should go and, and play. Yeah, I hope so. I really want to see him get that rushing title. Again, we're talking with Ed Graney from the RJ and also ESPN Las Vegas here on Radio Nation Radio 920. demond has got one for you. Moving on to the defense, they now have the record. I think it was five double-digit leads that, you know, they obviously gave up and ended in a loss. But what did you see from the defense a little bit yesterday to almost try to contain San Francisco before their offense got rolling? Yeah, it was – it's tough, DeMond. I mean, look, everyone's going to say that, you know, and, you know, because the quarterback's, you know, kind of the, that sexy position, that, that one that everyone wants to know about. What are you going to do? What's going to happen? you going to draft someone? You know, where does Stidham now fit? You're going to sign Tom Brady. That, that's going to be the major offseason storyline. To me, as big a storyline is they have to rebuild that defense. They, they've, they've got a lot of moves they're going to have to make, you know, to get several new players in there to rebuild that defense. Um, so, you know, now they were missing key spots, key players yesterday. I get that. But, you know, uh, when McCaffrey and Purdy got kind of going, they, they, were, they were going comfortable as well like the Raiders were. So I just think that it's a defense that needs to be rebuilt. And as much as people want to talk about the quarterback, you know, you got to do something with that defense because you yep. can't come back with the same defense no matter who the quarterback is. I'm not asking you about a specific player, but where do you think position-wise that the defense needs the most help? Well, I mean, I, I think, On defense? You know, <laughs> yeah, well, the answer can be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think maybe on the back end a little um, – you know, I, you know, they have one of the best edge rushers in the world in Max Crosby. Um, so you can build up front around him. Um, you know, I still think they need upgrades at corner. I still think they need upgrades in the back end. But I think you made it sense, you know, made it sense there in terms of they, they need upgrades. I'm not saying they need upgrades everywhere because you're not going to upgrade Crosby. But there's very few positions to me where you look and say, okay, that's automatic. We can't look at that spot. You know, he's got it. He's got to nail down. There's not many of those spots on defense. So. I would look at the whole defensive, the whole defensive makeup of what they do. Um, you know, Patrick Graham's taking a lot of criticism. I know Josh talked about that today in terms of uh, whether that's fair or not. But he is the defensive coordinator, yep. uh, and he does run that defense. So yep. that's that that comes with the territory of the NFL. Um, if you're if you're if your side of the ball isn't playing well, they're going to look at you. Um, what happens there? I'm not so sure, but. Um, I do think they need to upgrade that defense big time. Yeah, they do. I mean, I, I look at the defense, Ed, and I see Max Crosby is the only guy who's who's guaranteed coming back next year, and that's it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's, it's just that simple. Everybody else on that on that defensive side of the ball has to prove why they need to come back. But, but Max Crosby is the one guy that you know will be back in 2023. Let me ask you about Nate Hobbs. Uh, he's a guy that I was excited about his opportunity this year. I thought he could become one of those really good, uh, if not great, Raider cornerbacks. And, of course, his, his injury in week five kind of derailed the season. But he's out there now, and he's not playing well. What have you seen from Nate? I don't know. You know, that, that's a great point. He, he has not been the same player since the injury. Um, and that, you know, that can take its toll coming off, coming off IR like that and, and how he's going to play. But you're right, Q, he's not been the same player. And, and, you know, there's a guy who I don't think you or I going into the season would have thought anything other than he's going to have a great year and he's going to continue to develop. 
Um, but the injury obviously set him back, and he's now got to prove, like you just said, he's got to prove he should be one of the guys next year. Um, you know, I think you know some of the contracts are going to keep people there. Right. Uh, I don't know what Chandler Jones is going to do, but the contracts kind of got locked in. Um, who knows what Chandler Jones is going to do at, at that point in his career? Uh, my guess is he'll be back. Um, but when you talk to Nate Hobbs, you're exactly right. He's you know he's back to a prove it mantra. You know, I mean, I think he had proved himself, and then he got hurt, and he hasn't been the same since. Um, so there's another guy that you know defensively they're going to have to look at and you know see what he still see what he has and. He's a really young kid, so there's obviously a chance for him to, you know, you know, get back to where he was and continue to improve. But again, he has to prove it. Right, no doubt. Ed Graney is our guest here on ESPN Las Vegas, uh, and RJ as well, the Review Journal. And Ed, we just got a couple more questions for you. Uh, I said earlier that I feel like moving forward, teams need to have a mobile quarterback. And I don't know who the quarterback of the future is going to be for the Raiders. I don't know if it's going to be Stidham, other, or whatever. But how important do you think it is now to have a guy that is able to at least keep plays alive, move the pocket, and is willing to run? Yeah, we saw we saw yesterday how important it was. Um, and I don't know what they're going to do with him. I mean, you know, Josh said after the game it's precautionary or, you know, it's too early to say stuff like, um, uh, you know, does he now fit in the plans? It was one game. Right. You know, he's on tape now, so we'll see what the Chiefs do against him mm-hmm. on Saturday. That'll be interesting. So he's, you know, they're going to they're have a tape to, to, to decide, you know, dissect him and see what he does best. But I agree with you. I think you do need a mobile guy. Um, it's interesting because, you know, the names you hear thrown around, Brady, Garoppolo, um, people like that, you know, especially Brady. Yeah. Um, you know where he has it in his career, but it's still Tom Brady. Right. Um, so... I agree with you that the mobile guy yesterday looked really good running what they want to run and making the decisions. I mean, he he's a tough dude, man. He he hung in there on that sixty yarder to Devontae. He hung in there and took a shot. Right. Um, he he and you know and again, it's all hindsight. I, I don't want to get into the bashing of Derek Carr. I think a lot of people kind of taking that to, to social media, um, which you know, it's just to me, it's just not worth it and, and it's not fair. I mean, he's right. We know he's been benched. We know he's away from the team. We know he's probably not going to come back. So you just kind of move on in your thoughts there. But I do think that Stidham did some things yesterday that we have not seen from that position. Um, now, whether that means he's part of the plan, who knows? He's a free agent. Um, but they like him. I mean, yeah. you know, they were there in New England when he got drafted and they traded for him here. So they must, there's something about him they like. Yeah. Now, whether he's a backup next year, whether someone comes in and be a you know is a bridge to him, whether they grasp someone, I don't know what's going to happen. But I agree with you about the feet and and the and the ability to make plays with his feet. I thought that was you know as impressive as most of what he did. Yeah, I agree, and I agree with you on the the whole not bashing either. I'm I'm not part of that party. You know, what I mean, that's no, not the... <laughs> it doesn't make any sense anymore. I mean, they no. they've made their they've obviously made their decision right. And you know he's they're going to move on one way or the other. Yep. So let them move on and let him go. And whether he accepts the trade or not, he's got the no trade. Um, I do think he'll keep playing. I know he has said that he's going to retire Raider and all that. I think he's going to keep. I do think he'll keep playing when you know, kind of push comes to shove there in the end. Um, but you know, I, I'm with you on that. It, it just, it just, it doesn't do anyone good now to sit back and like you know say everything he didn't do or did do. I mean, they, they've obviously made their decision, and now if you're a Raider fan, I think you should be more concerned with what they're going to do next than you know looking back yep. on anything. Agreed, 100%. Before we let you go, DeMond's got one. I think it's a UNLV-related question. Go ahead, DeMond. Uh-oh. Yeah, I do Uh-oh. want to do some bashing. San Diego <laughs> State was playing football on Saturday while oh, the Rebels wow. were trying to play basketball. Uh, and, oh, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> now that the Rebels are 0-2 in conference play, should they be worried? 
Ooh, that's a great question. Well, I, worried I'm not so sure because it's 2 of 18, but I'll tell you what, they better they better find something this week because now they go to New Mexico on Saturday who's 22nd ranked and undefeated. So you don't want to fall too far behind. You know, 0-3 wouldn't be great. You don't want to fall too far behind because that league is so bunched up at the top. Um, but I thought, you know, I thought they didn't – here's the thing, Devon. San Diego State is like UNLV in that it struggles to score and plays really good defense. So on a day San Diego State shoots, you know, 58% from three, you're not beating them. Very few people in the country are going to beat them because they're so elite defensively. You know, had San Diego State been normal San Diego State and shot 33%, then I think UNLV would have had a really good chance to win. It was just one of those days where San Diego State hit everything. So I think you can walk away from that if you're Kevin Kruger saying, look, you're not beating those guys when they shoot like that, but they rarely shoot like that. So you can go on and feel good about some of the things you did and now just get ready for New Mexico. There it is right there. Ed Graney, ESPN Las Vegas, also the RJ with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. What do you got coming out on the RJ that we should be on the lookout for, Ed? A lot of Raiders stuff before the Saturday game now. The Saturday game's kind of moved everything up. Yep. And a uh, little UNLV as well. There you go. Well, great stuff as always, my man. It's always uh, our pleasure to have you on. Thank we you, appreciate buddy. you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you. Talk to you soon. See you, Q. All right, there he goes. Ed Graney, fantastic work with ESPN Las Vegas on the Press Box and also the Las Vegas Review Journal here with us on Raider Nation Radio 920. Again, we're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We do this every single Monday night. Monday Night Football will be here in a little while when it comes to the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. Right now, the, Pro, the, the Rose Bowl is on. Penn State is on top of Utah, 7-0 with about seven seconds left in the first quarter. When we come back, Colton Miller, he was a guy that was pretty emotional, pretty upset by the way that the game ended on Sunday. You'll hear from him as we were inside the Raider locker room. you hear it next on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Question about throwing out there, what did you learn from what you saw from the game on Sunday? What did you come away with as far as what you learned when you saw that game? We'll get to a bunch of texts on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. But before we do that, I want to take you inside the Raiders' locker room. The offensive line did a really good job against the 49ers and, and that, that defensive line, especially Nick Bosa, who's probably going to be defensive player of the year, until they didn't. And the vinyl in overtime... When Colton Miller wasn't able to stop Nick Bosa, he was able to get to Jarrett Stidham. Stidham throws the ball up. It's intercepted. It's easy interception. They take it back to the 10-yard line. Boom. Kick a field goal. Game's over. In overtime, Raiders lose 37-34. Well, Colton Miller was pretty upset at himself and the overall job that he was doing and the rest of the offensive line did when it mattered the most. Because these games, man, you can play a, a whole great game and then one play determine the outcome. Well, here's Colton Miller in the Raiders locker room starting off talking about better execution. I think bottom line, I just think we all could have done better executing. Just Jared's performance today, I'm speaking to that. Jared, man, stepping up. Um, he had an incredible performance. Uh, you know, even when it was most not most cleanest looks, he was getting the ball off and, and making plays downfield. Um, a ton of respect for him for stepping up this week. Um, and, uh, We just need to, uh, you know, take that next step and uh, focus on next week. Um, it's all we can do at this point, so that's what we're going to do. What are you feeling right now, Colton? Um, even frustration. Um, you know that we had a held an opportunity there at the end. Um, I just feel I know I know it's we talk about you know one play, but um, you know I just feel like. I could have done a better, better job executing there at the end. Um, 
I know Bosa, he's best in the league, um, but I don't think that's, you know, I, I don't think that's an excuse. I think I got to, you know, step up. Um, you know, the big, those big moments, you got to have your best ball. So, um, frustrating. I am frustrated. Did anything you saw from Jarrett surprise you? Um, Jarrett, man, he was, the, the way he was running downfield and making those deep balls, man, uh, ton of respect for him. He really stepped up today. Um, you know, even even when it wasn't perfect up front, he was still able to get the ball down the field. So, um, ton of respect for him. What does it do for you guys as a line when he's making plays with his feet? You know, he's kind of you know. No, we're we're able to you know keep the momentum going and and pushing the ball downfield. Um, he's he, he did a great great job of that tonight. Um, you know, and and uh, I think that helped our offense as a whole. Yeah. I know you talked about the, you know, the last play, but do you guys think you did a pretty good job against their defensive front for the most part? You guys are moving the ball, then. I know, but in in our craft, you know, it's it's every play. You know, you gotta you gotta execute every play. And again, when the big moments are there, we gotta do our, our best. That's that's when we have to have our best. So um, uh, personally, I just you know, I I thought I could have done a better better job executing there at the end. Um, so that's what I'm going to be working on this week and uh, <clears throat> trying to take my best step forward and, and uh, continue to work. I love the accountability right there from Colton Miller. I mean, you can hear it in his voice. You can hear the emotions. You can hear the pauses. Those aren't pauses because he doesn't know what to say. Those are pauses because he's, like, really emotional about that. He felt like he let the team down by allowing Nick Bosa, who, as you heard him say, is the best in the league, and he's not using that as an excuse. He's not saying, well, you know, I went against Nick Bosa. Things like that are going to happen. No, he's like, I could have done better. That's the kind of person that you need in that locker room. You need guys that will take the accountability and say, my bad. Jarrett Stidham was the guy that was telling everyone in the locker room that he let the team down on that last interception. And every one of those players, and Devontae Adams is the one who said this to us, is like, no, you didn't. You're fine. Don't worry about it. You know, shake that off. But that's also, again, for a young guy getting his first career start to have that kind of accountability, I think that goes a long way. That, that meant a lot, and, and that, that showed a lot from both Colton Miller, who's the leader of the offensive line, obviously, who knows he could have done better, and also Jared Stidham, who's a young guy trying to do better. So I could really appreciate that. A couple quick texts, and we'll take a break. Big Dub Raiders at Q, even though it's something we already know, I learned that the defense still isn't good. Very entertaining game. Go Raiders. And uh, to follow that up, East Bay Raider Gray said, has it really taken these past nine years plus for the nation to figure out that the defense is the problem? Raiders be better. And thank you for both of those texts from Big Dub Raider and East Bay Raider Gray. And, no, it, it didn't take nine years for everyone to realize that the defense is the problem. But it's just one of those, especially with this new staff, they haven't been here in nine years. So they have to see the glaring hole on the defensive side of things. And obviously they have. It's not like that game is the only thing that, that taught them that. But you just, gotta, you just have to know moving forward that's got to be addressed, that that's got to be priority number one this offseason. Priority number one in the last offseason, in my opinion, was going and getting Devontae Adams, and then they made everything work after that. This offseason, it's got to be defense, whoever your quarterback's going to be, but the defense has got to be prioritized. It's got to be at the top of the list. So thank you so much for those takes. We'll get back to some more. But coming up next, Mark McMillan, former NFL defensive back. He'll join the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.